What is that over there? Oh, what is that? Is that a truck? Oh, I think that's a Ford F-150. Oh my God, look at it. It's got a lift kit. No way. Does that Ford F-150 have a lift kit? Oh, what are those big pipes? Oh my God. Do you see those big pipes coming out of it? Wow, what are they for? Oh, they're for the exhaust. Look, the owner of that Ford F-150 is revving his truck while he simultaneously backs into his parking spot. Oh my God, what is he doing? Is that exhaust fumes coming out of his big stupid mufflers that are sticking out of his roof? Wow, what what is he trying to do? Oh my god, is that black smoke I see? Oh, is that changing the climate? Yeah, it is changing the climate. And guess what? There's a lot of douchebags. Listen, not every douchebag owns a Ford F-150, but every person that owns a Ford F-150 is a douchebag. Welcome to the show. This is the State of the Universe. And today, it's a short episode with the great, the powerful, the wonderful, the ecologist, Dr. Matthew Fitzpatrick, and he has recently become a very popular person in the world of climate science. And in this episode, we talk about why climate change denial exists. Why do people, listen, if I have to say, listen, okay, I don't curse generally except for every episode, but generally I don't curse except for every episode. And I have to say that this guy not this, not Matt Fitzpatrick, but but a guy who theoretically denies the existence of climate change. He's a dumb fuck. I don't say the F word. I don't use that terminology. But I, all I'm saying is he's a dumb fuck. Okay? Or she. It could be a she too. I'm sure there's women out there who deny climate change. And guess what? They are equally liable to be dumb fucks. So, that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to hear our full, unedited, one hour and 30 minute conversation, check out episode 33 of the State of the Universe. Thank you for listening. Bye bye now. You know, one of the best ways to get people to stop denying science is to, to show it, to visualize it, to show people what these scientists are doing, how cool it is, and to explain to them the methodology so they understand. Right, so much science denialism is born of not understanding. It's born of ignorance, and I, I think, think that that can be combated. I I, I guess I disagree to some extent. Okay. I, I think I think you're right. I think there is a group of people that I wouldn't group with deniers. I I, I would call the group that you're talking about people that um, maybe haven't had the exposure, mm-hmm. uh, haven't thought about it, um, hasn't been communicated to in a way that they can can um, relate to. Um, for whatever reason. And so, you know, I see those people as having an open mind and they're given the information and they, and then they can make a, a logical, reasonable decision based on, on that. The group I, I, you know, I would lump with deniers are, uh, people that no amount, no amount of evidence would change their mind. Um, and so I just see those people as a lost cause. Um, it doesn't matter how we communicate. It doesn't matter what we tell them. Um, there's nothing that will change their mind. They're, they're sort of cemented in place. And I think we just need to leave those people alone <laughs> and not waste our time uh, trying to convert the, uh, the unconvertible, if that's a word. But. That's fair. It's fair. And I don't disagree. I think that, that it's right. And I think a lot of it is born out of political ideology. I often wonder this. I, I wonder... Academia leans left, okay? Many studies have been done on this. It's not necessarily a purposeful bias. It's not like academia is shoving people on the right out. But it just so happens that over the past 100 years, academia has 
leaned left. It has been more liberal, and and I guess for good reason, right? In the true sense of the word liberal, not in like the... There is some colleges who who take on the archetypal like liberal liberal and that that's not necessarily good like shutting down speech and like that sort of thing um but when we talk about college in general it tends to lean left and i wonder if that disparity is the reason that you see a lot of political right-leaning people like donald trump's a good example who outright deny certain science and climate change is one of those big ones it's one of those ones that is heavily denied by people in Donald Trump's circle. And he, I'm not I'm not trying to point the finger. He's not the only one. He's just like, you know, the 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 center he's easy to point a finger at, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a very very vocal and um public figure, so he's kind of a big target in that way. Um Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't I I think you know, if if I'm trying to be the best person I can, I would say everyone has a perspective. Um, and to best understand, uh, you know, or have the conversation, you need to first understand their perspective and mm-hmm. where they're coming from or whatever. But I think that breaks down when people aren't playing fair, right? right. Like, um, I, I think I approach a problem with, you know, trying to be reasonable, trying to be logical to look at the evidence and then make the best conclusion uh, we can based on that. And I don't, I feel that like, people coming very strongly from the denial side aren't playing fair, right? They, they, they will ignore facts. They will, will twist uncertainty or they'll make uncertainty much, much larger than it is. Um, you know, it, it may be one example and, uh, you know, trying to think about like, would they feel the same way if they were faced with like a medical crisis, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if they had, they went to the, do- they weren't feeling well, they went to the doctor, uh, and the doctor said, you know, you, you have a problem with your heart or what have you. We need we need to uh, to uh, operate on you to save your life. And they go for, you know, 99 other opinions. Right. And and 99 doctors who are all heart surgeons all say, say the same thing like, yeah, you know, you need this surgery to survive, what have you. And then they go to a chiropractor and the chiropractor's like, no, you're fine. Don't worry about your heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of denial we're talking about here. Like, I don't think those people faced with that same level of, of certainty would say, you know what? I'm fine. I don't need the heart surgery. These 99 people are all lying to me. Um, but nonetheless, that's the way they go about this because um, for reasons I don't understand. You know, going back to this idea of trying to see it from their perspective, I, I can't. Right. I can't their perspective yes and there's this uh, so many times when climate change gets brought up i hear the 97 percent statistic 97 percent of people agree well what about the other three for your example it would literally be like if 97 doctors told you you need the heart surgery another one the the 98th told you you should eat more oregano the 99th told you you need to crack your knuckles more and the 100th told you that it has to do with mercury's retrograde orbit like, it's right. not like the the 3% even has a consensus, right? This is one of the problems. It's not like the 3% is like, wait, 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 we have undeniable evidence over here. No, it's a right. hodgepodge of random ideas based on faulty data. And that needs to be communicated. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and, you know, people often say, well, in the 70s, scientists were all saying that we're the planet was going to cool. Right. That's often used as like an argument against uh, this consensus. But if, if you look back at that, that actual 
time period. It was a very small group of scientists that were saying this. There wasn't a broad consensus in the scientific community. There wasn't the level of consensus there is now. And so it's it's really false equivalence in that, that case. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually do have some people. I know someone who is, I don't think they listen to this, so maybe I'm safe to say this, who is far into academia, far in. They've been in academia for 60 years. They're a physicist. And they often bring that up. They bring that. So, you know, there's even people within the confines of science that can be tricked by these these false flags, if you will. I hope you loved it. I hope you loved that episode. If you didn't, well, it probably means that you were no good at what you do. It probably means that you don't have ears. It probably means you're deaf. It probably means you didn't have subtitles turned on. It probably means that's because I don't have subtitles on this audio-only platform. You want to know why I don't have subtitles on an audio-only platform? Because the word audio doesn't mean words. It means sounds. So if you have no ears or your ears don't work, sorry, but guess what? I'm not really apologizing to you because you can't hear this anyway. <laughs> oh my God, what am I saying? Hey, thanks for listening though, for real. Go rate and review the show, please. Five stars, wherever you listen. Go subscribe. You want to become a patron? Please become a patron. Give me $10, give me $5. Support the show, okay? You fucks, pay me on PayPal. That's an option. If you say, oh, I don't want to subscribe, but I still want to give you money, Brendan, PayPal. It's all on my website, thestateoftheuniverse.com. Please go there now. Thank you. Love you. Bye-bye.